from the prophet Isaiah. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go and tell this people, Keep on listening, but do not understand. And keep on looking, but do not gain knowledge. Make the hearts of this people insensitive, their ears dull, and their eyes blind, so that they will not see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and return and be healed. Greetings, my friends, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website, scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Today, we are resuming and finishing our study in the Acts of the Apostles. It's been a fun study. Uh, it's been one of the more enjoyable ones that I've done in a while, and I've, I've really enjoyed uh, going through this. We are ready for chapter 28, the last chapter in the book of Acts. If you remember from last week, uh, Paul is shipwrecked, right? He's, he's still a prisoner of Rome. He's on his way because he appealed to Caesar. And he warns them that they shouldn't go, but they, because of the time of year and the storms, plus the Holy Spirit had told him, and they refuse, they go find themselves in a mess. Paul promises that they'll all survive if they do what he says. They do. They end up shipwrecked, and now they're on this uh, place called Malta. Um, and that's where we pick up the story. And what we'll find is immediately after this catastrophe, Paul seemingly finds himself in another one. And it's like the devil do, just doing everything he can to prevent Paul from making it to Rome. Um, all this adversity, all the struggle to get to Rome to preach the gospel. So let's read. Let's open up our hearts and see what the Word of God has to say for us this morning. Let's begin last chapter. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 28, verse 1. When they had been brought safely through, then we found out that the island was called Malta. The natives showed us extraordinary kindness for because of the rain that had set in and because of the cold, and they kindled a fire and received us all. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened itself on his hand. When the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they began saying to one another, Undoubtedly, this man is a murderer, and though he has been saved from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. Please note. So... The natives, they help him, they get him from the beach, and you know, and they bring him in, and they kindle a fire for him to get him warmed up. They just suffered this terrible catastrophe, and as they're gathering, as Paul's gathering bundles of sticks, a venomous viper comes out, latches onto him. The natives are like, okay, 
obviously this guy is meant to die. I mean, he just survived what he shouldn't have survived already, which surviving the sea, and now a venomous viper. And they know they're native. They know that thing bites you, you die. Now it's hanging off of his hand. He shakes it off into the fire. Verse 5. However, he shook the creature off into the fire and suffered no harm. But they were expecting that he was about to swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had waited a long time and had seen nothing unusual happen to them, they changed their minds and began to say that he was a god. Now the neighborhood of that place were lands belonging to a leading man of the island named Publuas, who welcomed us and entertained us as courtesy three days. And it happened that the father of Publuas was lying in bed afflicted with a recurrent fever and dysentery. And Paul went in to see him, and after he had prayed, he laid his hands on him and healed him. After this happened, the rest of the people of the island who had diseases were coming to him and getting cured. They also honored us with many marks of respect. And when we were setting sail, they supplied us with all that we needed. Please note, so try to imagine you're the Roman centurions, right? You're the ones in charge of delivering Paul to Rome. Imagine what you've seen since he's been with you. You've seen him prophesy about what would happen with the, with the ship. Now he's healing Publius, who is like this Roman governor of Malta. Furthermore, not Publius, but Publius's father, but furthermore, then all the natives start bringing their people to him, and he's healing them, and you're because he's with you, even though he's your prisoner, he's doing all these amazing things in the name of Jesus, you're also receiving great favor. Number one, you survived the shipwreck. And then number two, now that you're ready to set sea again, these people are giving you everything that you need for the journey. Like you're being blessed. and you're, if, if You may be like, man, I don't want this guy to part ways with us. Because everywhere he goes, when he's, if he's with us, we are blessed as a result. Continue on, verse 11. At the end of three months... We set sail on the Alexandrian ship which had withered at the island and which had the twin brothers for its figurehead. So please note, these. sometimes we overlook these things. Has the twin brothers as its figurehead. What, what is he even talking about? So the twin brothers, uh, that would be Castor and Pollux, according to uh, Greek mythology, that would be the sons of Zeus. So it's like the figurehead of the sheep, or the sheep. The figurehead of the ship is these two, like, idols. Um, the Greeks believe that those two protected you out at sea. Continuing on, verse 12. After we put in at Syracuse, we stayed there for three days. From there we sailed around and arrived at Rogium. And a day later, a south wind sprang up. On the second day, we came to Batuli. There we found some brethren and were invited to stay with them for seven days, and thus we came to Rome. And the brethren, when they heard about us, came from there as far as the market of Apias and three, and three inns to meet us. And when Paul saw them, he thanked God and took courage. 
When we entered Rome, Paul was allowed to stay by himself with the soldier who was guarding him. After three days, Paul called together those who were the leading men of the Jews, and when they came together, he began saying to them, Brethren, thought I had done nothing against our people or the customs of our fathers, yet I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans. When they had examined me, they were willing to release me because there was no ground for putting me to death. But when the Jews objected, I was forced to appeal to Caesar, not that I had any accusation against my nation. For this reason, therefore, I requested to see you and to speak with you, for I am wearing this chain for the sake and the hope of Israel. And they said to them, We have neither received letters from Judea concerning you, nor have any of the brethren came here and reported or spoken anything bad about you. We desire to hear from you what your views are for concerning this sect. It is known to us, it is spoken against everywhere. When they had set a day for Paul, they came to him at his lodging in large numbers and was explaining to them by solemnly testifying about the kingdom of God and trying to persuade them concerning Jesus, both from the law of Moses and from the prophets, from morning until evening. So please note, Paul does what he does. He's in Rome. He's given a little leeway. He's still in a chain. He's still got a guard, but he has his own place, right? And so he's inviting the Jewish people over, and he's trying to preach the kingdom of God to them. He's trying to preach Jesus to them. And amazingly, they agree to come listen. And Paul preaches Jesus from morning until evening. Now, most of us can't even sit through an hour and a half at church. But somehow, the people of this day, even though they don't agree with the words coming out of Paul's mouth, they could be there all day discussing the things of God. And Paul, a preacher of righteousness now, was able to preach and to uh, converse and to struggle with the Jews all day, all the way into the evening. It's amazing how easily bored and distracted our generation has become, comparatively. Alright, so he's trying to convince them from the law of Moses and from the prophets. From morning until evening, verse 24. Some were being persuaded by the things spoken, but others would not believe. And when they did not agree with one another, they began leaving after Paul had spoken one parting word. The Holy Spirit rightly spoke through Isaiah, the prophet, to your father, saying, Go to this people and say, You will keep on hearing, but will not understand. You will keep on seeing, but will not perceive. For the heart of this people has become dull. And with their ears they scarcely hear, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and return, and I would heal them. And therefore, let it be known to you that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will also listen. And when he had spoken these words, the Jews departed, having a great dispute among themselves. And he stayed 
two full years in his own rented quarters and was welcoming all who came to him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching concerning the Lord Jesus Christ with all openness unhindered. And that, my friends, is how the Acts of the Apostles end. Paul's there for two years with his own rented place, preaching the gospel to whoever would, whoever would be willing to visit. So God, through God's grace and mercy and through the favor that he had given Paul with the, the Romans, he was able to have a, even though he's still in captivity, he's able to have a pretty relaxed uh, captive captivity. He's allowed to have people come minister to him. He's allowed to minister. He's got his own place. He's just kind of under guard and chain within his own rented apartment for two years, so to speak. He says, listen, you know, the Jews, they just refuse to hear it. They just refuse to hear it. Even though it's very clearly explainable through the scriptures and Paul being the Pharisee of Pharisees, being a, this incredibly intelligent, incredibly educated you know, he knows the scriptures, he speaks Greek, he speaks Hebrew, he knows it all. He's able to articulate these things, but they can't hear it. And he says, you know what? What I'm witnessing right now is what the prophet Isaiah said. He said, this, that prophecy was about you guys right now, which is go to the people and say, you will keep on hearing, but you will not understand. You will keep on seeing, but you will not perceive for the heart of this people has become dull, and with their ears they scarcely hear. They have closed their eyes, otherwise they might see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and return, and I would heal them. And he says, as a result of this, I'm going to the Gentiles. And that is how the Acts of the Apostle end, and the way that your most Bibles are organized, that the next book would be the book of Romans. And I'm leaning and thinking about it, but I'm leaning towards that's what we'll start next week. Uh, the book of Romans can be complicated to teach. And uh, it's one of those things you have to read through and teach many times. And you still aren't going to be necessarily an expert on the book. So I've always been a little nervous about going through it. But we'll give it a shot, uh, most likely. And I'll do the best that I can. Um to try to make heads or tails of it for you and explain what's going on and some of the background and, and all of that is going to require a lot of study on my part as well. Uh, but that is seems like the most um, wise thing to do because we we're, we're just do, we just finished our story about how Paul ended up in Rome. And so it would make sense to read the letters and the words that he spoke to the Romans, both Jew and Gentile. He was often speaking to both. And contrasting with them and saying, look, this is this is how you're seeing it, this is how you're seeing it, but here's how it really is. And I think it'll be interesting for us to go through. Okay, short podcast. No need to continue to ramble for the sake of rambling. Uh, I'm very grateful for all of you. Thank you for the prayers, especially. Uh, Lord knows I need them. Uh, thank you for those of you who are able and willing to support the podcast to help it continue to to proceed thank you for the patreon subscribers um, it's all more than i deserve and i'm just very grateful for this opportunity so thank you that's all i have
peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.